the Just Go Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt, from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz from Ragbride. Now, this is the podcast where we talk about bicycling just for the fun of it. There's going to be tales from all over the nation. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun, leave with a smile. I'm smiling today. Beautiful day in Iowa. Man, I've been illing, so you can smile all you want. <laughs> well, well, some some days are better than others. I got snow on the ground, and I'm coughing so much I can't get my fat bike out. <sighs> it's only November still. I know. I hopefully got plenty of time to go play in the snow. Yeah, there's plenty of snow to come. Although they said El Nino will be coming this year. Do you know El the Nino? The baby? The El Nino, meaning a warmer winter, is, oh. is what they're predicting. So I don't know if that's accurate or not, but it sounds good yeah. when El Nino comes to town. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, so that could mean slushier little, you know, off-roading or in, and stuff like that instead of sure. hard-packed snow. I can slip and slide a little bit. I'll be all yeah, right with that. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be okay. So so that's what you got to look forward to. And uh, so what, what are you doing in town? Mark's actually in the Paratalk Studios today in beautiful downtown Des Moines. You know, I got some uh, meetings with Heart Association today. Um, We've been doing our legislative meetings, so we've been ramping up. Uh, We met with a representative just yesterday or two days ago. Okay. Uh, So things are looking good for our legislative stuff. Um, Still working on our change lanes to pass and and, uh, got some good signs there. So hopefully we're going to be working hard on that this year. Very good. Very good. Exciting stuff. Yeah. So so they're back up at the hill there, and is this the new slate of people in, in yeah. already? Okay. Yeah, so second week of January, they'll start swearing in the new folks. Okay. Um, and a lot of new faces. So okay. things change. I mean, things evolve over time when you get new faces in the, okay. in the room. But you're predicting it's good for cycling, that uh, some of these conversations for the future. You know, so far, the conversations we've initially had sound pretty good. Good. We got a lot of work to do. Um, you know, it's a it's a slimmer uh, slimmer majority in the House. So uh, if you lose a few votes, you're going to have to reach across the aisle to get stuff done. You know, bipartisan work is never a bad thing. Well, good. Well, good to hear. Well, I want to talk a little bit about we just passed obviously Thanksgiving, and mm-hmm. with that comes the oh, we got what Black Friday, we got Green Saturday, we've got Cyber Monday. Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday. And I know that's a big push. Obviously, yeah. the Iowa Bike Coalition is yeah. part of that, yeah. uh, Giving Tuesday. Did you have a good good push? I think we brought in about $1,000. Okay. Um, yeah, we had a great uh, great effort to that happened. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of work. Um, got some really cool video stuff up there and, and worked the Facebook channels a little bit. But our our whole push through the end of the year is what we're doing. So anytime between now and, and December 31st, uh, donate to the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. If you want it on this tax year, you can donate anytime. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But uh, this tax year is when we really push. So we're going for the year end. Cool. Well, a neat thing that's been happening lately with, with our RAGBRAI communities, right around Giving Tuesday, just two towns this week alone. I don't know if you caught this. Uh, we put out some some oh, yeah. some release, but Denison the other day they they took in a haul of about sixty two thousand dollars. Just the Ragbright committee that doesn't count how much churches or schools or anything like that. Wow! And what they vowed to do is we're going to put this back into the community. Nice. So a twenty thousand dollar check went to the local trails. 
um, to nice. connect trails in, inside the you know city of Denison. Cool. $15,000 went to a, a group called Wesco, which had, um, for, for disability folks that yeah. had a bicycle that would be an all-ability bicycle. So, cool. so some really neat things like that. In addition, what they did is donate back the entry fee or the vending fees for the nonprofits. So oh, if wow. they were a church in town and they put up, you know, a couple hundred dollars to be a vendor, wow. hey, thank you for contributing. Here's here's your entry fee back. Huh. So and then Newton just put it out last night, uh, a whole other thing, and they they doled out thirty five thousand wow. dollars. All the profits from Ragbri, the local committee Sweet. said, hey, you know what, we're going to give back to the vendors that were nonprofits. Um, they handed out checks like it was no one, nobody's business. I mean, cool. it was they had the big Billy Madison checks out, and um, <laughs> so or, or Happy Gilmore checks. Sorry, no, not Billy Madison checks. Um, the big Happy Gilmore checks that said, you know, uh, twenty five hundred dollars to this cause or twenty five hundred dollars yeah. to that cause. But you know what? I I often say, you know, I, I I got passionate about you know why are we backing local towns instead of you know, for-profit vendors. And it comes down to that very reason. When yeah. when I can read reports that here is $62,000 that yeah. the town of Denison gave back in the local community because right. Ragbriars were generous in town, yeah. it makes you feel good. Yeah. yeah. And we, we often say this is it's not just a bike ride, it's more. Mm-hmm. It's not just, hey, a cash grab. It's not, you know, towns aren't doing it for that. You know, obviously, if, when they give it all back to, to nonprofits and charities, that's cool. So yeah. uh, very proud. I mean, th- that's just two examples. Other towns throughout the year have, have, have doled out some funds. But in the spirit of Giving Tuesday, in the spirit of the holidays, I thought it was just really appropriate that those two communities just, you know, had, had big smiles on their faces as they handed out some, some massive checks. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Good work. I mean, good work to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, from top down. It really – yeah, this event is wide, and it, it uh, we, we, we affect a lot of lives, and, and that's yeah. great. Yeah. And, you know, we say it's more than a bike ride. Thank you. Thank you for doing the right things, Ragbriars out there yeah. and backing those those towns. And you know what? They had a heck of an event in both those towns. With all that going on, yeah. they made sure people had a good time and they still had enough to give give back. Yeah. So good job. And I also like to think that it's greater than just Ragbri. I mean, it's a fraction of what's going on because bicyclists and the and the community of hold, it, it's it's uh, it's got a wide ranging economic impact. Everything yeah. from the charity rides that you see going on uh, to the economic impacts that they have in small communities and trails and things like that. So, I, hats off. I think it's it's a it's a great community for this state and a great fit for Iowa. Cool. We might as well do this again. Yeah, yeah. We why should probably maybe we'll come up with a route by January 26, where we have. <laughs> so now the cat's out of the bag. We got the Brazilian twins that are going to be playing at the rat announcement party. I'm pumped. I love the, the Bra- I love the twins. Yeah, those guys They're- are funky cool. Yeah, and high energy. Oh my god. I mean, you're not going to be sitting in your chair. We shouldn't even put chairs up. Probably not because that's going to be some fun. And, you know, even if you're, like, sick all winter and you're, like, you know, been battling a cold, haven't got your fat bag out, you get the B-Twins up on stage. It's the turning point. You're you're out of your seat. You're thinking yeah. about summer. Yeah. And at that point, we're, what, you know, six months till, till Ragbri, somewhere around that ballpark? Yeah. It's going to be fun. Kathy Murphy is working her tail off on that event and, and doing a great job. Awesome. 
Um, I think she's got an interview today. I'm not sure who she's talking to. I, I think she's talking to some people in a gym. I think Fuse or something like that. I'm not real. I haven't listened to it yet. But, you know, the cool thing about AKA Murph, she always comes up with some great interviews. Yeah. And she probably she probably will ask them about their pie intake and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, no matter what, it's always good to listen to Murph's interviews because you learn something each and every day when you listen to AKA Murph interviews. Right. Right. Good. All right. Let's get to it. Well, hello, Just Go Bike Podcast listeners, a.k.a. Murph here, and today I'm on location with Lindsay Olson of Fuse Fitness. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, how's it going? Good. Well, Lindsay has studied health and wellness at Coe College and currently works at UFG, which is secret code for United Fire Group in Cedar Rapids, Uh, although I think they're all over the place, aren't they? They are, yes. And then along with that, uh, she is a very inspiring fitness instructor for a business that she runs called Fuse Fitness. So we're here on location at Fuse Fitness getting Mm -hmm. ready for a intense workout and yes. I can tell if I ask her any bad questions she's probably going to really sock it to me huh? <laughs> yeah yeah yep <laughs> accurate <laughs> well I've been on a couple of bike rides with Lindsay this past uh season seasons probably like spring and summer and um, I wanted to bring her on the podcast to talk about all things fitness and of course including cycling so let's get started awesome yeah so Lindsay Fuse Fitness and UFG Tell us a little bit about your jobs. Yes, definitely. Um, So my current position is at uh, United Fire Group. So I'm the corporate fitness and wellness director. So we have about uh, 700 employees located in Cedar Rapids. And what I do is I just help them um, specifically just be happier and healthier within their work and their life. So really help them with work-life balance, um, make sure that um, they our understanding of the best practices in which to help them, you know, become healthy and that they have the resources in which to do so. So fortunate enough to do that um, for my full-time gig and uh, really enjoy um, employee wellness and corporate wellness. It's a, it's a specific gig and a niche, uh, but I really like it a lot. And um, it allows me to help and reach uh, multiple, multiple kinds of people and different levels as well. So that's kind of what I do full-time. We have a on-site fitness center that's uh, downtown Cedar Rapids. So do anything from teaching classes to um, health coaching to personal training to uh, more uh, comprehensive organizations and challenges at a bigger level. So just kind of blessed to do all of that under one roof at UFG. It's really fun. And the nice thing about UFG, or maybe it's not nice because I'm not employed by UFG, but their fitness center is right downtown. Yeah. And they have these windows, but like it's shaded enough so you can see in, but not mm-hmm. really. And it looks beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. It's really fun. It's located right downtown kind of when you're, you know, even when you're out and about grabbing a bite to eat um, on the weekends, you'll see, you'll see our fitness center. It's kind of the nucleus of downtown, which is really fun um, on second and second uh, right there downtown CR. So yeah, we're kind of setting the tone hopefully for other corporations uh, downtown and um, trying to get other people on board with wellness and to, you know, make that, make that a conversation. So yeah, it's fun. 
And uh, along with that, you yes. now own or co-own Fuse Fitness. Tell I us do. about that. I do. Yes. And actually, oh my gosh, we're setting up for Fuse and we Riley Mullane, my business partner, happens to be here. So well, let's get him over here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hey. Hi. What's up? Right. Uh, yeah. Just finished setting up. Well, hello, ladies. Good evening to you. <laughs> hello. Hello. You you even have a like you're well. I shouldn't <laughs> I shouldn't take away what Riley does. So let's go back to Lindsay and Riley. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Fuse Fitness, um, I'll just kind of lead in here, uh, stands for uh, Fitness, Unity, Spirituality, Energy. Um, it piggybacks off of what I do um, full-time uh, with uh, UFG, with wellness, but it's pretty much a exercise workout meets live DJ music experience. I think nightclub meets workout, and I'll kind of let Riley talk a little bit more about that, but that's what we're going to do here tonight in about, uh, you know, 20 minutes to a half hour here. We're just going to get down with it and move and groove. But yeah, since he's here, uh, come on in, chime in, man. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Number one, uh, excited for tonight. Uh, yeah. Like echoing Lindsay, we uh, grew up together actually. So we, Oh, I um, wondered how you guys knew mm-hmm. each other, know each other very well and, and, uh, cross paths, um, what about a couple of years ago yeah. and, um, started to learn more about, uh, Lindsay and what she was currently doing and, and her passion for fitness and um, you know having an equal passion for music and DJing and, and just the overall event experience we started the conversation of how can we uh, create something uh, that doesn't currently exist in this corridor or even in the region mm-hmm. uh, which again like Lindsay said is a workout meets live DJ which is something you you certainly have to experience to really understand I guess you could mm-hmm. say it's hard to, mm-hmm. to quantify with with the words on what it is but um, yeah, open format DJing, so the music is always changing. It's mixing, you know, everything live. It's not just a simple playlist where you press play. I think the music and the workout truly, truly coexist in the same space uh, for that 45-minute to an hour workout, which is a lot of fun. Awesome. Maybe, we, maybe uh, as we're doing the end of our interview, maybe uh, Riley can get his sick beats there you Mo- go. Moving in I'm the in. background. I'm in. Let's do <laughs> <Yes>. it. <laughs> and I will notice uh, when I'm working out in Fuse that uh, Riley's head is bouncing the entire time. It is. It's, it's, again, it's something that you just have to experience. And it's hard if, if you're not a DJ. It's, it's um, something that if you are truly mixing live, uh, it, is, uh, it requires your full concentration uh, from song to song, you have to set certain cue points. And if you mm-hmm. want to loop at a certain spot, and if you want to drop the bass out of one song and bring the bass in from another and then take song one down and level number two would come up. So um, I'm rarely looking up at the workout, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm. again, I'm, I'm kind of doing my own workout, which I'm not sweating nearly as much as, as <laughs> the rest of you, but uh, working nonetheless in, in a different way. But you're incredibly talented. Well, thank you I, so much. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank we you. should do a quick... Uh, plug for you like is there a way that people could reach out to you if they're like excited about dj or need some live music yeah, then you just go to uh, RileyMullane.com. Uh, just Google Riley Mullane DJ. That's R-I-L-E-Y-M-U-L-L-A-N-E uh, on Google, Facebook, Instagram. I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Sweet, sweet. Well, Lindsay, <clears throat> what got you into fitness as a career? Yeah, um, so I, you know, Riley and I grew up together. We grew up in Marengo, Iowa, so not a lot of resources for fitness and wellness in the town of 2,500 people in Marengo. Um, there wasn't a lot of opportunity to move and learn and expand on knowledge with wellness. So 
Um, I just kind of got creative at a young age with, you know, how I can help people move and be healthy and give the resources um, to help them, you know, become the best. But um, so graduated from a small high school in Marengo, Iowa, and then went on to co-college uh, at Cedar Rapids here. And um, I was a college swimmer. Uh, my dad was my basketball coach in high school. So I gave it a good college try, quote unquote, <laughs> two uh, weeks of uh, college basketball at co-college for my pops and uh, didn't really <laughs> land. So uh, went back to what I knew and that was to swim. So just being a college athlete helped me kind of establish those um, those goals and to have that kind of stick to itness to help kind of dig deep and become the best version of myself. And I just kind of want to help others do so. So um, after college, just kind of wanted to pursue a, a career more specific to fitness and wellness. So that's kind of where it originated from. Awesome. Yeah. Well, this is going to be a tough question because it's something I need yeah. on a daily basis. But how do you stay motivated and how do you stay motivated enough to motivate people? Definitely. Good question. Because it's um, what you do all day, every yeah, day. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I was just having a conversation with someone about this the other day about how, you know, I'm actually losing motivation myself sometimes from day to day since it is my job. That is hard because you have to dig a little extra deeper uh, when you do it for your livelihood and a living. But um, honestly, just to think about those that aren't able to even get up out of a hospital bed, even uh, get up and high five the person next to them or 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 walk or run or play outside or experience life and movement um it's it's a blessing to even do that so when I'm kind of feeling down or not capable of um you know a run or a bike or whatever it may be just thinking about those that aren't even able to do that really kind of helps me get up off the couch and get out of my head a little bit and get out there and just put one foot in front of the other and do it. So um, there was a a speaker I listened to years ago that said, you know, if you're not actually uh, moving through life, you're not really going through it. Moving, Mm. actually physically moving through life. So actually moving your body and challenging it um, in every way. You're not, you're kind of stagnant, so to speak. So that really spoke to me and just thinking of those that can't do it helps me move. That is awesome advice, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, um, I, this is kind of segues into the next question. Like, for me, um, bicycling is one of my main passions. Like, mm-hmm. in the summertime and in the fall, it's so easy to get off work or during lunch to just hop on a bike and go. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got to put on, you know, 18 layers, and it's freezing cold. Yes. It's very hard to um, make that step, you know, and mm-hmm. like what you said, some people don't have the option to mm-hmm. get on a bike and ride. Yep. But um, how do you stay, uh, how do you focus on staying fit through the winter time? Or maybe to you, it's it doesn't matter, you're inside anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to kind of um, bring Riley into this one, actually. So this is kind of cool and creative, but how we connected originally was through um, Riley DJing for a spin class at Burst Cycle. So oh, okay. um, he originally was exposed to kind of the workout atmosphere mm-hmm. and DJing through cycling, which is cool. Um, so at Burst Cycle, it's a stationary spin bike, but um, I learned how to kind of get through the winter months by spinning indoors, and music really helped me do that. And that's how I plan my spin classes now that I instruct is, you know, by the RPMs and by the BPMs and just kind of letting the beat move me through the workouts, especially when I'm not feeling motivated. So, um, yeah just kind of maybe talk about when we first kind of collaborated on a indoor spin bike party that we've done. Sure. Yeah. I think um, where our dynamic works the best would be where we truly can collaborate on 
what she specializes in and what I specialize in. And I, as I said earlier, you know, you take music and you take lighting to create an experience. I think there's a lot of parallels with a workout. You're going through different types of workouts from jumping jacks mm-hmm. to burpees. It, it's, it's kind of the same thing as music and the songs that you're playing, you know, that all has rhyme and reason. So mm-hmm. doing, you know, those burst sessions, which were a lot of fun, um, and transferring that into, um, what we're doing now for Fuse, it's, uh, again, creating an experience that, uh, I think has a lot of purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as we start to evolve what Fuse stands for, um, you know, doing, other events outside of just our normal fuse session so doing like an indoor duathlon which would be a lot of fun so so uh so be on the lookout for some news there which uh, again will be really neat i think for the corridor to to experience but um yeah just thinking outside the box and and doing all i can to enhance what Lindsay specializes in and i think you know is with Lindsay having known her for years and years, what I, what I think is really unique about her and her skill set is that she can lead a group without her ego being attached. She can truly integrate Mm -hmm. herself within a workout, which I think is super, super rare, by the way, for most instructors across the country where whether they realize it or not outside looking in, they're kind of making it about themselves Their ego is attached and, Mm -hmm. and you can set the tone and be this, this focal point without having to really, try if that makes sense you know it's very natural and it's really fun for me to watch thanks yeah for sure I agree with that two of the my favorite things that you say during a workout is a you call us all athletes which is sometimes there's a point when I'm like oh man (laughs) and the other thing you say is this is your workout yeah so you can put as much or as little effort into it as you want to mm-hmm. and I, I love that about your yeah. uh, classes thank you yeah absolutely so let's uh, focus just a few minutes on bicycling specifically sure. um, I know that you mentioned that you've done spin classes that you mm-hmm. teach them so obviously you went you do spinning mm-hmm. but other what other kinds of bike riding do you enjoy yeah um so for me what really got me into um, riding a bike was triathlons um, triathlons. I, yes absolutely so I was a college swimmer nothing to phone home about to phone home about just the d3 level but um what got me into running and biking was swimming how do i incorporate you know that competitiveness post college so i was a call that i was a college athlete but after that point what am i going to do to still you know be competitive and to get excited about you know working out i'm not just gonna get on the elliptical for 20 minutes and call it good that's just not my <laughs> mindset i need right. to, you know i need to compete i need to have an end goal so um triathlons are something that i really got into uh post-college so after i graduated from co i moved home to marengo and um the tiny town does not really support a great biking community so i found myself biking on you know a paved shoulder of highway 212 between moringo and bell plain um just kind of you know wincing and crossing my fingers that a car wasn't gonna sure. you know overcorrect and at that point texting and driving wasn't a big deal so i was lucky enough to have a place to train but um triathlons is what really got me more into biking and just kind of started with sprint triathlons after I graduated I was still in good swimming shape so it kind of pushed me to enter a try because I knew the swim portion would at least be solid it was Mm -hmm. very questionable as to how the bike and the run would go um but with some training it was uh successful and once I crossed that finish line it was nothing short of addictive and it just kind of led into more races and more triathlons so that's that's really the reason why I bike 
project that's kind of my why is it's for a for me a bigger purpose and it includes a run and a swim with it so awesome um any specific bicycle events that you've participated in yeah um i've done the grand gable oh, yeah. um i've done the tour to cure mm-hmm. uh a few times as well the grand gable this is kind of a funny story um it was uh the first bigger bike race i did i really had no business being in um you know in the presence of these avid cyclists but um, <laughs> and it is a hundred mile bike ride if for people who don't know yeah and um i i didn't know that when i went with the group that i went with and um they kind of peer pressured me into a little bit longer distance than i was trained for and uh, i ended up kind of taking a shortcut home on the grand gable and it was one of the i think it was like a, a day in which it was record you know heat indexes I believe and I was on old old six behind North Liberty and trying to pedal my way home I remember calling my dad crying saying I don't know how these crazy people do it this is insane I thought I was in good shape but I'm not my blood sugar is so low if someone would just toss me some Casey's pizza and ranch and a donut I'd be golden and I just I kind (laughs) of hit a point where I just gained a huge appreciation for cyclists so especially you know cycling you know on you know the country roads of Iowa is just a really cool thing it's so much harder than a spin class or um, biking on trail so um, that was a really memorable race I've done and I learned a lot from those that are just better than me and I, I'm not a cyclist by any means but in a triathlon I know that I'm I'm always going to get to the run or I will have just swam and that kind of gets me through that bike portion of it but I've learned to kind of appreciate biking a lot more as I've trained for triathlon. Awesome. I think I read somewhere on the World Wide Web, perhaps it was Facebook, I don't remember, but it's on your bucket list to hike and bike in Iceland. Is that still a bucket yes, list item? Yes, yes. And what made you decide on that? Gosh, okay, so my one of my um, fitness icons is Hannah Eden. And she's based out of uh, Palm Beach, Florida, I believe. And she's done, um, there's this road that goes all the way around Iceland. Um, and the mileage escapes me right now, but I know it's um, it's around 100 miles. And uh, she completed that um, nonstop and had a crew with her and camped through that entire thing and dedicated it to someone um, that was, uh, you know, that was struggling with cancer at the time. And she just kind of dedicated, I think it's called the ring road actually oh, now okay. is what it is in Iceland and, uh, rode that entire road all the way around, uh, Iceland dedicated to someone that was uh, going through some stuff. And I just thought, you know what, that's the most admirable thing ever. Um, however, I don't have necessarily the PTO to support that kind of dream <laughs> currently, but you know, one can dream. Right. And that really is on my bucket list uh, is to do a bigger race like that. Um, I've never considered consider myself an endurance athlete, but that is absolutely something I'd like to conquer someday. Yeah. It sounds awesome. And now I need to look it up. Yes, I've got to so check cool. it out. Ring road. More. Yeah. Ring road. Yeah. Um, any advice you would give to women wanting to get into cycling? I know it's not mm-hmm. your main sport, mm-hmm. but any advice? Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you can just, um, you know, partner up with those around you that are like-minded. Um, for me, a sense of community was huge. I kind of had the mindset that biking was something I would do by myself. Triathlon is a very individualized sport. Um, it's not a team sport at all, which is honestly kind of, um, kind of a selfish realization now that I step back from it. But, um, swimming isn't either. Swimming's not really a team sport. It's just you and your lane Mm -hmm. doing your stroke and your race to the best of your ability. So it kind of makes sense as to why I transitioned to triathlon, but, um, 
as I got more involved in biking in town here, I got to know more people um, that would go on social bike rides and group bike rides and support one another no matter what your pace is and no matter what your level is. And I actually learned a lot from biking in a group. Mm -hmm. Um, Biking by myself taught me nothing. I love riding on my own occasionally, but I really appreciate... um, biking in a group and with those that are that are like-minded and just that know more than me um i biked with a gentleman by the name of john kelly and he is um gosh i'm gonna i hope he doesn't listen to this but i believe he turned 65 this year and he bikes his age on his birthday oh nice. and i have tried to carry on that tradition so i'll be 33 in february and i'm definitely gonna bike my age probably indoors on a spin bike because my (laughs) birthday is February 13th. But um, John uh, biked 65 miles on his 65th birthday uh, this November. So um, way to go, John. No excuses. Um, He just gets after it and um, is such a smooth rider. So I just think joining up with those that are a little bit better than you and that know more than you, um, that's, that's a really, you know, really good advice that I took from someone. So I would say that. Awesome. And on a side note, mm-hmm. I did my first marathon this year. I yes. feel like you did the same marathon, right? Oh, I did. Oh gosh, it was brutal. It, it was good. my first and I said it would probably be my only. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm already thinking about signing up for the half, yeah. which I think you already yeah. did. I am signed up for the half. So yeah. I want to take your advice mm-hmm. and uh, I've always run on my own. I did the event on my own. Sure. And then in 2019, I'm going to try and partner up with somebody whether it's a running club or yep. I don't know maybe I'll hire you to be my trainer and then heck yeah man and then when I you know perform really above average we can be on this podcast again <laughs> yes. I'll say how great I was yeah yeah <laughs> it does make a difference yeah I, I yeah mm-hmm. I, I believe you so cool. okay last question super yeah. important your favorite pie gosh you know what rhubarb rhubarb 100%. That, that's rhubarb. what the lady last 100%. week said yeah, Riley, what about you, There's man? so many other pies to choose from. <laughs> I'm, just a, I'm a classic man. I'm going to go pumpkin. Tis pumpkin. the season, but yeah. pumpkin, timeless. And we just had Thanksgiving last week, and so you probably had a piece or two? I did, absolutely, yeah. or three or four. Yes. <laughs> Do you put strawberries in your rhubarb or just rhubarb? You know what? Just rhubarb. Just the classic rhubarb pie. My grandma had rhubarb in her garden, so that just yeah. kind of takes me back to that. Nice, so, Yeah, nice. just a fan. Wow. Well, you guys, thank you so much, Lindsay and Riley, for being thank on the you. podcast thank today. You. you bet. You're a great host, by the way. Oh, well, this thank is you. Awesome. Yes. Thanks. Fantastic. You can come back so anytime. <laughs> All right. And let's hope Fuse Fitness continues to be a big hit. Yes. Because yes. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, listeners, I leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of Murphology. This quote comes from Jim Rohn. Take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. Think about it. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, this is Andrea, and this is Parrot Talk. And I'm not sure why that came out slightly British, but this is my fourth take, so we are going to go with it. Um, I guess I have been watching a lot of Great British Bake Off on Netflix. I love that show. I love finding out who has the soggy bottom or not. And I love looking at all of the scones and all the different types of cake and cookies and all that. So... Yeah, binging hardcore on that. Thanksgiving time. Anyway, so what I'm actually here to talk to you about today are bike helmets. Because I got a question in my email 
from someone named Dizzy Gillespie. And it's not the Dizzy, it is the Dizzy Gillespie, but it's not the Dizzy Gillespie, if you get what I mean. They're from Team Navy. And Dizzy was nice enough to ask me about uh, types of alternate helmets that you could be wearing. And I'm going to start off this conversation by saying, yes, I acknowledge that there is a debate out there as to whether or not you should even wear a helmet. If you were to be creamed by a car, would a helmet help you? I don't know. It depends on the accident. But I like two things about helmets. One, at least anecdotally in my life, I've seen people bounce their head off the pavement and get up without even a concussion because of the helmet. And or they got a concussion, but they didn't die because of the helmet. And if I had only had one friend that that happened to, that would be enough. But it's happened to multiple friends of mine. Uh, not yet me, knock on wood, but once is enough, like I said. The other thing is that beyond all the safety, I like to look like I give a hoot about bike safety. I like to look like I know what I'm doing and I'm prepared and I'm out there on the bike doing whatever I can to protect myself and be defensive when I'm on the road. Now, I'm not saying I'm being aggressive. I'm just saying I am taking a proactive stance on my own safety. So that's my stance. I'm going to leave the rest of that to the Bike Coalition because they have all the statistics, all the facts and the figures, you know, actual information. But that's my opinion. And I think it should be your opinion, too, because I'm always right. (laughs) Anyway, um, so why would you want? So let's assume that everyone agrees with me because because uh, why would you want an alternate to a normal polystyrene helmet? Why would you want something besides the helmet you already have in your garage? Well, couple reasons. First, uh, helmets that you prob- you and I have, probably, assuming we have similar helmets, are large and bulky, kind of by nature. It When you're not wearing them, how do you carry it? Do you strap it to your backpack? Do you lash it down to your bike bag? Um, you know, it's hard to get move it around, like especially if you're going into a crowded restaurant or something, or like a movie theater. Where the heck do you put it so it doesn't get dirty or stepped on or you know, squished or just hit a bunch of people with it. Um, You know, it can be kind of a pain. And anyone who's carried a bike helmet around kind of probably gets what I'm saying. So there's that. The other thing is, right now, there's really one type of bike helmet. Is that the end-all be-all of bike helmets? Is it the best design? It's possible. It's entirely possible that there's a better design out there or better materials or... Um, a better idea that could come up and it's worth taking a look at the new options. I'm just saying, keep your mind open. All right. So let's take a look at some of the more popular items that are out there on the market. Now I'm not going to mention any brand names, but the topics that I give, you could easily Google them. That's how I found out about the different types of helmets. Um, just look it up. Okay. Or you could use Bing if you're a weirdo. You don't have to use Google. Okay. Uh, ask Jeeves. Hotbot, AltaVista. Oh yeah, I love those old school search engines that don't exist anymore. Anyway, just do whatever you want. Search, put it into your search bar and something will come up. All right, I digress. So foldable helmets. These are helmets that somehow are rigid when they're put together and you can remove a tab or you can undo a clasp or a buckle or something and they will collapse into a relatively flat helmet that you could put into a bag easily. Some of them collapse into sort of a half moon shape and some of them collapse 
vertically so that they're more of like a donut, flat donut shape or like more like a cinnamon roll because it's filled in in the middle. Mm. Anyway, um, so foldable helmets. There's a lot of types of them. There's a lot of them out there. But the main common denominator that I found online is that they're all kind of expensive. Like in the $100 to $200 range for something that you would probably just use for fun around town. Now, I know there's a lot of people that are more than willing to spend a little cash on some fun bike equipment because it's fun bike equipment. Um, so maybe that's not a deterrent to you. Uh, you know, but it's something to keep in mind. The other thing that's kind of a deterrent for me is that they look extremely nerdy for the most part. Like if you want to go out there and look like one of the spasmatics, be my guest. But I just don't know if the design is there for me yet. Um, I have a regular helmet that I'm happy with how it looks. At least it looks less nerdy than that. But if you don't care, more power to you. Um, and then the final thing I'll say about foldable bike helmets is that Many of them pass U.S. safety requirements, and if they do, there should be a label on the inside of the helmet saying so, but many of them pass the requirements barely. Do you want to be riding with something that barely passes the requirements, or do you want to be riding with something that goes above and beyond the requirements and, you know, provides the best safety for your own noggin? As Murph would say, think about it. Okay, so the next type of helmet that I want to talk about is the cardboard helmet. And this is the kind of thing you might have seen on somebody share to you on Facebook because it seems really cool and innovative. And it's essentially, it looks like one of those cheesy 3D fold-out Christmas decorations. Like, I know I've seen a million bells where they start out flat and then you open them up into a 360-degree circle. And it's like kind of a mesh of tissue paper, except this is cardboard. So... I don't know if that really describes it for you, but another thing it kind of reminds me of, and the only reason I think that it might even be marginally safe is think back to like seventh grade when you did that experiment with making bridges and who can make the most safe bridge or like what whose bridge can hold the most weight of like, I don't know, uh, you know, you have to make it out of pasta and you're trying to hold up like reams of paper or something like that. Um, and the ones that seem to win the most are the ones that are made out of a grid shape pattern because there's a lot of support there um, and a lot of different uh, walls to take the impact of something. If you're not getting what I'm saying, which you're probably not, just look up a foldable cardboard bike helmet. And that's the other thing. They're completely recyclable because they're made out of cardboard. But they, you think foldable bike helmets look nerdy? These things look like a cone head. It does not look good because they're they're pretty small and they just cover the top of your head. Um, super next level dorky. But hey, if you don't have a helmet and you're taking a B-cycle, some kind of rental cycle in a big city and you have no helmet, it's better than nothing. Um, and the, the other thing about them, okay, back to a negative, they don't, there's none that I could find online that pass U.S. safety regulations at this time. They're close and they're working on it, but they don't yet. So you're not going to get that regulation level of safety, which most people want at a bare minimum. Um, they do fold down to about the size of a banana, which is nice. Uh, but could you just go for the slightly larger foldable helmet and at least get some official safety? Maybe. It's up to you. Um, you know, and I heard a lot about them online and they seem like a big deal, but I haven't actually seen any that you can buy 
So it could be one of those concept things that seem cool at this time, but really just isn't there yet for real life. Okay, so cardboard helmet. Foldable helmets, cardboard helmets, cardboard helmets. And then my last one that I want to talk about is the inflatable helmet. And this thing, this bad boy was really popular on the interwebs about three or four years ago. And it, if you don't know what I'm talking about right away, just think like one of those neck pillows that you have at the airport and it sits around your neck like like that except it goes all the way around and it's supposed to have this little black box inside of it so then whatever it feels you make an impact or you're traveling at a speed or um, an orientation that you shouldn't be it'll inflate like an airbag and protect your head okay that sounds great in it in theory they're safer now but here's the catch all of the research that I found about that was done by the company that makes the helmets. So as a millennial, an old millennial, do I trust that? No. Do I trust almost anything? No. So, you know, you're going to have to do your own research on that. Everybody likes a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. They look cool, though, and they certainly look way less nerdy than any of these other options. They look actually kind of fashionable. So, you know, but again, I've never seen anybody wear one. And if they were like all that, would you probably have seen someone wearing one by now? Maybe. Oh, and then again, I don't live in like New York City or LA or somewhere where there's millions of people and maybe you'd be more likely to see one. But I mean, I always got a lot of bikers. Wouldn't somebody have one? So if you have one, I would love to hear about it if you like it. You just wonder though, like with that helmet, you're not going to test whether or not it's going to inflate at the proper time until the accident is happening. So if you you have the accident and it doesn't inflate, I mean, you're kind of up the creek without a paddle, you know what I mean? Um, so, but if it works and it's safer than a helmet, I mean, heck yes, I'm all about that. So, you know, and it's more of like a neck head stabilizer. I mean, there's nothing hard on the, that helmet except for air so you know what about the I don't know there's some questions to be answered there so that's my little rundown of three of the most popular according to the internet alternate helmet types if you have any other thoughts about them any other types that you'd like to hear me talk about I'd love to hear it like I said I'm on twitter at ragbri underscore andrea um, and you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram at just go bike or you can email us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. Um, and in conclusion, wear a helmet. I don't care what to kind. Just wear one. All right. Squawk at you later. Burp. Hey, we've come to the end of another edition of the Just Go Bike podcast. We're just clicking them off. We're at 94, somewhere around there. Whoa. Holy smokes. Before you know it, it's going to be the new year, and we're going to hit... Triple digits. Number 100. <laughs> 100. Not 1 million, 100. Still, it's a huge number of podcasts. Sure. And I, I, like I said before, I would have bet that we wouldn't be doing this 100, 100 times in the books without missing a week. I mean, we missed a week of rag bride, but that's about it. I yeah, mean, yeah. But sometimes it's just Mark. Sometimes it's just me. Sometimes it's Mark and a guest. Sometimes it's me and Parrot. 
But we've delivered each and every week. That's right. We've, we've been the constant force. Hopefully, you haven't got sick of us yet. Um, I know there's a few listeners out there. Every once in a while, I get a, a note or, or hear someone and just say, hey, you know, good keep up the good work with the podcast yeah. so and if you don't like us just write it on the back of a 20 dollars bill and mail it to parrot doc studios yeah that works you know we'll then we'll put know it on the wall yeah we'll put that sucker on the wall <laughs> so and we have actually we've got some hardware we are ranked in the top 20 of podcasts global podcasts Whoa. on cycling can you no believe that? kidding top 20 yeah parrot showed me um we're number 18 i believe Okay. So we've got room to grow, oh, but nice. in our first year, we're in the top twenty podcasts. That's that's pretty impressive. Uh, who's in, who's on the top? I have no idea. Forward podcast, uh, probably. Like you know, some velo this or you know one of those Lance. Somebody. They're probably they're uh, they're probably talking about all kinds of technical stuff that we sure dive into. Yeah. But we pro- we probably talk more about you know fun and give know. give us time. We'll take them. Yeah. We, yeah. We'll yeah, take them. Yeah. We, we're staring you down. <laughs> the, the Peloton is moving up close to you, but we're back We're back in the pack at 18. All right. All right. But we got better sponsors. Yeah. And who are those sponsors? We got Think Iowa City and its curious surrounding communities. If you're looking for a great place to ride fat bikes in the snow, uh, Think Iowa City is the place you want to go. We're going to have some more news from Iowa City in the Ooh. very near future. Ooh, well, let's keep that. Let's put a pin in that one. Near future. Um. Uh, Bikes to You, one of the best bike shops, Rag Bright Charters, and uh, Outfitters over in Grinnell, Iowa. Uh, visit Craig and April Cooper, check out what they got. And then finally, Primal Wear. If you're looking for custom bike jerseys, shorts, or apparel, in fact, we just released our new crew shirt. Awesome. And uh, direct from Primal Wear out of Denver, Colorado. Yeah, I think we're going to be seeing uh, some folks from Primal in the very near future, too. So Possibly. I don't know if we'll do a podcast on that or not, but one one day. Yeah. But you know what? If you're not talking to those folks at Primal, you're missing out because they mm-hmm. do some wonderful stuff. So always good to work with, with our sponsors, each and every one of them. Uh, we're able to bring this podcast to you. So um, any words of wisdom to leave people with? I know, Mark, you've been a little bit under the weather. You're, you've been meeting with people over at, at the Capitol. You've been doing lots of lots of stuff. Got through Giving Tuesday. Any any words of wisdom to leave our listeners with? Don't get sick when you got a shiny fat bike and a fresh coat of snow. Just don't get sick. There you go. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.